quick thank you to our sponsors for making this podcast possible. They keep this show free to listen to. You know what I don't miss at all? The vicious week before my period. I always used to feel like I was walking in quicksand and craving the most unhealthy of foods. My sleep was always off and my moods were unpredictable. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. And the biggest benefit, feeling like myself again. That's what women mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 14,000 reviews of Hormone Harmony. For a limited time, you can get 15% off the entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use code PEACE at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code PEACE for 15% off today. I came to parenting with everything I learned in childhood, yelling, punishing, controlling, and shaming. After trying almost every method, I found connective parenting and was totally shocked when empathy, listening, doing away with rewards and consequences, and being a safe place actually worked. It moved the behaviors of my children and it felt good, especially with my very strong-willed and highly sensitive oldest daughter. This podcast was born out of the idea of sharing the message and helping parents find more peace in a modern world. Welcome to the Peace and Parenting Podcast. So glad you're here. Today, we're going to talk about fight, flight, or freeze and just what that does to our child and actually what it does to anybody and even ourselves included. So if we yell or we are harsh or we're yelled at or someone treats us harshly, we go into fight, flight, or freeze because we're having a reaction to something that is a perceived stress or a threat. So if we feel threatened or we feel stressed, then we are going to react and our kids are going to react in fight, flight, or freeze. And so that is what can trigger this response. And when that response is triggered, lots of things happen, including our heart rate gets faster. The increase in oxygen flows to our major muscles happen because our body is preparing for us to fight or to fly out of here, or to get out of here. So we are pumped with adrenaline and cortisol, and our body is put into this heightened state. And it's really getting us ready to go into combat. And this is all good if we are actually in a place where we do need to fight, or we do need to flee. And so It's important to know that when we yell at our kids or when we're harsh with our kids, or even if we punish our kids, that this is the state that they go into. And that state is not a reasonable state to expect a child to interact with us. And if you're putting your kid into this state a lot, you know, if they're in fight, flight, or freeze a lot, it can be hard on their physical body. If their increase in oxygen flow is always happening, and if their heart rate is always going up, it give you give you you know higher blood pressure. A lot of things can happen over time, and so what we want to do is to keep our children calm, right? And 
we can keep our children calm by being calm. And we wanted to keep them calm so that their body stays calm so that they can do better. Also, when you're in fight, flight, or freeze, your thinking brain isn't fully working because you're in reactionary state. Like your, your senses are heightened too. Your hearing is heightened. So many things happen because you're trying to perceive your environment. You're trying to take in your environment. You're trying to read the room to figure out how do I keep myself safe? Is it going to be by fighting? If this person's yelling at me, do I fight back at them because I feel like I'm being attacked? If this person is shaming me or belittling me, am I going to go to freeze because that's my personality and I'm going to go to freeze and I'm going to shut down everything so that I don't have to take on this, what I feel is an attack on myself. So when we do this to our kids and we don't want to, let's just get to that part too. We don't want to do this. We don't want to yell at our kids. We don't want to put them in fight, flight, or freeze. That is not something that we parents wake up in the morning and say, you know, I can't wait to torture my kids with my dysregulation and really put them into fight, fight, or freeze so that their system can go bananas. That's not something we want to do. But it's something that happens in parenting. And I think the more that we know, the better that we can do. So the reason I'm bringing this to light is that if we know how detrimental it is to yell and we understand or be harsh and we understand like all the layers of why it's bad or why it can be harmful, it might keep us from yelling or being harsh to our kids in the future. Or maybe it will really have us stop and think about it. So if we're yelling and putting our kids in fight, flight, or freeze, and all this cortisol and adrenaline is booming in their body and their heart rate is up and they're really trying to read the environment and they are, you know, their ear, their hearing is is heightened and their, their seeing is heightened and they're really noticing what's going on. Are they thinking well? Are they resting? Are they able to reason with you? Are they going to be able to have a good conversation? Definitely not. And do we want to continue to put our children in fight, fight, or freeze? And do we know what it looks like and feels like even for ourselves to be there? I remember feeling that. I mean, I feel that as a parent sometimes when I'm having a really hard time. I go to fight, fight, or freeze. When somebody's yelling and screaming at me and I cannot access my thinking brain and I'm not doing well and I'm dysregulated, I lose it. And I can tell, I see red, my heart rate starts to pump. I really, I know for myself, I'm in fight. So when we know what that feels like, do we want to put that, our kids in that position? Do we want them to feel like they're in fight, flight, or freeze when they're at home, when it's supposed to be restful? Sure, it's going to happen here and there. We're not perfect. We're humans. We make mistakes. They make mistakes. They're going to put us in fight, flight, or freeze. We're going to put them in fight, flight, or freeze. But if we can keep it to a minimum, then we can really minimize the effects that it's having on our kids. Have you been dying to get one of your parenting questions answered? You're in luck. I just began offering an Instagram subscription. We have a private daily chat where I help parents navigate the stickiness of connected parenting. I post videos to help folks further understand the ideas of connection. And I go live once a week answering everyone's parenting questions. It's only $4.99 a month and you can cancel anytime. Head over to the Peace and Parenting IG page and click the subscriptions button on the main page to join today. I can't wait to see you there. Also, if our kid is constantly in fight, flight, or freeze, 
does that make it more ignitable? Meaning, are they more easily enter, entering fight, flight, or freeze because it's something that they're constantly accessing? And are they more easily pushed into fight, flight, or freeze because that part of their system is being activated often? We don't want that. We don't want it to be their norm. We don't want their you know, body to respond to small things in fight, flight, or freeze because they feel like they're constantly under attack and they need to protect themselves. And if their body goes to those places, can it long-term have physical effects? Can it create, you know, higher blood pressure? Some say diabetes, some say all kinds of things. All I know is that it can't be good for us. It can't be good for us to have extra cortisol and adrenaline and blood rushing through our system all of the time. It just can't be. And it, it likely isn't. And so can we minimize that? Can we keep our children out of that emergency state where they feel like they need to fight or flight or freeze, depending on the kid, depending on the moment. And how do we do that? And so I think, you know, there's three ways I really like to promote doing that. And one way is using connective parenting. If we're more connected to our kids, then they do better. Their behavior gets better. And if we are more connected to our kids and their behavior is better, and they're doing better. We have fewer reasons to be upset with them because their behavior is better. So it won't make us want to yell at them. Like my mom said, you made me yell at you, <sighs> which is totally not true. But it won't trigger us to places where we think we have to use yelling or we think we have to use punishments or we think we have to use harsh parenting. They're all kind of in the same category, really. The other idea is like, how do I stop myself when I'm on the train and I'm halfway there and I'm really want to scream and I'm fuming. Oh, how do I stop myself in the moment? And there are many, many things you can do to stop yourself in the moment. Mantras, deep breathing, a million things that you can do to really self-regulate. If you need to walk away, we walk away. And then this third idea to keep yourself calm is really digging into your triggers. Why did whatever your child did, why did that ignite you? What about it had you thinking and believing that something was wrong and that you needed to go into fight, flight, or freeze. What, where is that piece? And can you get to that piece? And can you understand that piece for yourself? What does that piece mean? Where is it? Can I befriend it? Can I be okay with it? And can I ask it to move aside so that I can get through it? That's really what I teach in my course, um, The Yelling Cure. You don't have to take it, but those are the three main ideas that I go into more depth around. If you want to take it, it's a great course. It's $20. It really does help reset things for you. But if you can dive into those three ideas anyways, those, the trigger idea, the in the moment idea, and the idea of working on connection, if you can use those just to reset your parenting in general, that will really help you stay out of fight, flight, or freeze yourself. And keep your child out of fight, flight, or freeze because we want them to be able to rest. And when they can rest, then their prefrontal cortex is online. Then they can reason better. They can think better. They do better. They learn better. They do better in school. They're able to pay attention better. Their brain is fully working. When their brain gets hijacked by fight, flight, or freeze, by cortisol and adrenaline, and there's heightened senses and all these things, when it gets hijacked that way, it's not thinking well. So we want to keep them calm. We want to keep ourselves calm. So really lean into those three ideas. If you want to take the yelling cure, I'll link it here in the notes. It's also in my Instagram bio. 
and you can take it and, and it's yours to keep in perpetuity. And there's a lot of good support materials. There's one particular thing I like. It's like 19 things to stay calm. You can put that on your refrigerator and just look at it every day. Okay. Thank you for joining me on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. I know you're going to write an amazing review because this little podcast is seemingly staying in the top 200 somehow by all these amazing listeners and reviews. And it's helping us really take it to the next level. So I very much appreciate all the reviews and ratings and I'll see you next time on the Peace and Parenting Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.